Welcome to the Healthy Wealthy Stylist Podcast. This is the podcast for the stylist who wants to work their magic behind the chair and make more money, all without sacrificing their health, both mentally and physically. I'm your host, Shelby Betancourt. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Healthy Wealthy Stylist Podcast. So today is going to be a solo episode, and I am so excited for this. We're going to be talking about building a clientele. So before we get started, I do want to remind you of the fee. This is a referral-based podcast, so if you like what you hear, you learn something, please share it with a like-minded stylist or friend. So let's get into it. All right. So I've been getting asked so many times, how do I build a clientele? So since I moved to Florida 10 years ago, I have rebuilt my clientele at least four times. And the reason why I say that is I um, started working up in this city called Aventura and I worked there for three and a half years. And when I moved to Florida, I did not know a single soul, like no one. I moved here with um, someone I was in a relationship with, and that's the only person I knew here. So I had to build my clientele from the ground up. It took me about six months to, no, it took me about nine months to get a steady income. My first check for for two weeks working at that salon was $37. So I started from nothing. And um, when I left that salon, I moved to a different salon that was 10 miles south. And I had to rebuild my clientele. I left there suddenly. Um, I was not expecting to leave that salon, so I did not have a chance to tell any of my clients. Um, it was big, as big of a shock to me as it was to them. <laughs> Let's just say that. So um, I had to rebuild my clientele. So I did know some people, and Instagram was beginning to be a thing, but um, I'm going to be honest with you, I have never really had a big following on social media. Like even now I have about 5,000 followers. It's not a lot in the Instagram world. There are people who literally have millions of followers. So I'm coming from a place of someone who has rebuilt their clientele um, multiple times and has never had a huge following. So I know I only listed two times, but there were two more moves that I worked Um, at different salons that were like still 10 miles apart. So I've always like really had to rebuild in a new city or a new area of the city. In Miami, you can be 10 miles apart, but it could take you over an hour to get to get to that destination. So 10 miles is a really big deal. Um, So if I were to do it all again, like I were to start in a new town, a new city, depending on whether it's big or small, doesn't really matter. Um, first and foremost, I would, I would first search for people who have a following and I would invite them into the salon. So this is my first tip. The reason why I say who have a following, like I'm not talking about like Instagram following. I'm talking about people who are in my local area who hang out with a lot of people or know a lot of people. So I have in the past cross-referred with my nail techs and my estheticians because I go on a monthly, well, like every two weeks to my nail girl and once a month to my esthetician. So I would find a relationship with someone who was willing to cross-promote with me in those areas where I could talk about getting my nails done and 
getting my facials done with this person and this person can talk about getting their hair done with me. That has been a great way to cross promote. That way, for one, you're not getting crazies. And I say this because if my nail girl knows that someone is crazy, they're not going to tell them about me because they're not going to want me to have a crazy client either. So it's a great way to be with people who are in the industry, who understand what it's like to build a clientele and to help each other in that way. The next thing I would do as far as like people who have a following or, you know, know a lot of people is find people in your local area who are always doing things. So who has a lot of friends? I particularly in Miami have this one group of girlfriends and there's like 10 of them and I do all of their hair. So having people who have a lot of friends, those are going to be your best people because they're going to be going out with their friends. They're going to be talking about their hair and if you can always make their hair look good, then eventually you're going to start trickling in all of those friends. And that's a great way to run, uh, to build a clientele. So those would be my, that would be my first tip is to find people who have a lot of friends or have a big influence and make sure that they're local. And like I said, this is not on Instagram. You can find people through Instagram, but it's more about not their following. It's more about their personal life and who they actually know. My second tip would be once I had those people in in the salon, I would run an amazing referral program. So what has worked for me in the past was a 20 for 20 deal. Now, this was like seven years ago. So $20 like at the time, it was a free blow dry. Now, like I, if I were to move to a new town, my blow, I would not start my blow dry off at $20. I'd probably start it at like um, $45. Cause I feel like that's like the industry standard. Um, so I would do a referral program that was equal to a free blow dry, um, or at least like half of a haircut that way, like they still are paying the other half of the haircut. So I feel like if my haircut was, um, let's say if I, if I moved to a new town and I, my haircut was $70, I would do a $35 referral program. Um, so I would run a referral program and I would do it where they could stack it up. So in my 20 for 20 deal, it was like, send me five friends and you get a hundred dollars off. So something that's like easy for you to like sell. And you always want to sell them on the threes or the fives, meaning like send me three friends or send me five friends. Because if you're just selling them on the like on one friend, they will only reach out to one friend. And the chances of that one friend coming in aren't as high as them um, reaching out to three friends and the possibility of one friend actually coming in. Do you get me? So that was like a great way for me to build my clientele. And that has worked for me for a very long time. Just having a referral program, telling them to send me three to five friends and having them build loyalty points up with me when their friends do come in. And the psychology behind this, cause I'm so into psychology is let, okay, let's put this into names. So Lauren is my client. So if Lauren sends me three friends, now Lauren is that VIP gatekeeper into someone who's giving them a really cool service. Cause at the end of the day, you're a great hairdresser. And if you're like starting out in a new town or you're just starting out, you are going to give them the best possible service, even when it is a free service. That is the key. You need to wow them with that service. So 
you you want them to be like dang I can't believe that this was free like this was so cool I'm gonna tell everyone about this I can't wait to come back again um so now Lauren is like the cool one amongst her friends because she just gave all of her friends a really sweet deal. And then in return, Lauren's going to be getting credit to you, which is going to ensure her to come back to you. The key to building a clientele is four times. You want to get them in the door at least four times. The reason why I say that is think about the last time you went to a restaurant. So if there's a new restaurant that opens up in your town. If you've gone there four times and always had a good experience, you're more likely to be a forever customer, right? So I always go out on date night. Um, every Wednesday, Josh and I go out on date night and we rotate through like a couple of different of our like staple restaurants. One of them is Fleming's. If you have a Fleming's steakhouse near you, I love it. I've never had a bad experience there. I know every time I go there, it's going to be great food, great service. I like know exactly what I want from the menu. I like, there's no, like, it's just, I know that I'm going to have a great, a great meal. So when I go out to dinner with other people and they don't know where to go, I will recommend Fleming's because I know it's guaranteed going to be a good thing. Like, Hey, we're going to have great food. It's going to be awesome atmosphere. You're going to love it. So I can guarantee them that. So just like that, if you can give the client a great service at least four times, then they're more likely to be with you for the long term. And on the contrary of this is let's say you're having a bad day because let's face it, we're humans. We're going to have a, ba- a bad day. If they have a good, good experience four times and then on the fifth time, maybe you're not feeling well that day or like you have a headache or it's just like it, it's not your best, they're more likely to forgive you and to come back. So If it happened on the first time, they're probably never coming back. The second time, probably never coming back. The third time, eh, it's like a hit or miss. But like after the fourth time, they're more likely to still give you another chance. And again, with a restaurant, like if I ever went to Fleming's, like we went to Fleming's once and Josh, um, he always orders an old fashioned and his old fashioned was really strong, which to some people, they like that. They like the strong taste of whiskey to Josh. He's like, he's more of a sweet guy. He likes things to be a little more sweet and old fashions are a great way to have like a sweeter bourbon. Um, so although his old fashioned wasn't to par with what he normally has, he forgave it. He drank the drink and he was like, whatever, like Fleming's is awesome. So he dismissed the fact that he didn't like his drink. And I, maybe it was just like, I don't know, an overpour and it just wasn't the right ratio or whatever. Like it wasn't that big of a deal, which is the same thing in a salon. Like, let's say like you don't give as amazing of a head massage because you're like, you're busy, you're thinking about something like you're whatever your client's going to be like, Oh, whatever. Like it, it sucks that it wasn't that great of a head massage, but I'm going to keep on going back because I love Shelby and she's a great hairstylist and all my friends go to her now. So, you know, this is my girl. And I don't want to go through the pain because it is pain of finding a new hairstylist. I don't know how many times I've been told here in Miami, like, oh my God, it feels so good to finally have a hairstylist that I like. It's like finding the perfect man if, if you're into men. So or your perfect like soulmate, whatever. It really is. It's a relationship. And I always like tell my clients like, hey, this is like starting out a relationship, which is why we're going to do a thorough consultation because I want to know like what your expectations are and I can tell you what I can provide. So we're having like this in-depth conversation of like, what is it that you're expecting of me? And this is like what I can give you. So 
Number one is invite people in who have a following. Number two is to run an awesome referral program. And then the third thing I would do is I would have all of my guests write reviews. So in the past when I have worked at salons, um, now I own a salon, so it's different. But when I've worked at salons and I became one of their newest stylists, I made sure that every client who came in wrote a review. So then that way I was at the top of the review page when someone searched the salon. So especially like if you're working at a salon that has a great reputation, which you should be doing your research when, especially if you are like starting over or like, um, you know, first starting out, you should be doing your research on what type of salon you want to work at. What do the reviews say? Are all the clients complaining about someone? Is like, is atmosphere good? Like, do people like going there? Because if people like going there, they're more likely to like going there for you too. So can you be on top of that list in the referral program? I mean, in sorry, in the reviews, can you be on, on the top of that or be well known? So people are like, oh, wow, people are really talking about this Shelby girl. I want to go see her. And with these review based websites like Yelp and Google, um, there is an algorithm to it, especially Yelp. Like the if you can find people who are Yelpers or like, you know, they have like a, a kind of like the verification on Instagram where they're like a top rated Yelper. If you can get the, them into the salon, first off, Yelp already trusts what they have to say. Second off, they know how to write a review. They know that they're supposed to add a photo. They're no, they know that they're supposed to check in all the things. It's like, it's like a no brainer. So if you can like offer them a deal to come in or like, you know, invite them into the salon, say that you're like, you would love for them to experience your, you know, specialty blow dry or whatever it is. Um, you'd be honored to have them and see how they like, if you can work, you know, something that way. Um, that way you're put, you're ranked high on these review based websites. And by doing that, whenever someone does call the salon, because the salon either is putting money behind um, these review-based websites. If they're a really big salon and they're really high ranked, they've probably put money behind this. And if they haven't, they actually really care about their reputation. So most likely they are asking people how they heard of you. So if they're constantly like, Yelp, 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 then you know like, all right, this is working. Keep on getting people to come in through Yelp. Um, Keep on like getting people to write reviews. That is awesome. Because people want to know like, Am I going to seek pleasure without pain? And review-based websites are the best way because they're trusting that other people who have been in their situation, want, aka wanting their hair done, have experienced pleasure without pain by going to this salon, right? So those are my three tips on what I would do if I were to start over again. Um in building my clientele. I hope you find value in this. I hope that you seek inspiration. And if you have any questions, please DM me on Instagram at shelby.bettencourt. And as always, you are what you think you are. Aspire to inspire, and I'll catch you next time.